Welcome to the Index Podcast, hosted by Alex Cahaya. Plug in as we explore new frontiers with founders, developers, and investors, building the next wave of the internet. everybody, and welcome to The Index. I'm your host, Alex Kahaya, and today I'm excited to welcome Alex Pizarevsky, founder of yeah, Epic Web3, <laughs> <laughs> a global hub for web-free founders to learn, build, and raise funds. Welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You even pronounced my surname correctly. <laughs> That's great. Where are you from? What's the ethnicity? I'm from, from Russia initially. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's not super Russian surname, but still. Why don't you just start with filling me in on your background and sort of how you got to doing what you're doing today? Yeah, sure. So my career as an entrepreneur starts in Russia back in 2013 when I founded a mobile app marketing agency. It went rather well. Then we created Epic Growth, which started as a conference for product managers and growth marketers and evolved into an educational platform with an online subscriptions and kind of a Netflix for product managers. It started as a side project, but eventually it became my full-time job. It was a local Russian business, but we always wanted to do something global, to do something at least for Europe, for US, for a bigger uh, world. We made some first attempts to build something global. And then, as you might know, two years ago, Russia invaded Ukraine and we decided that it's certainly time to move on. We ended up selling our Russian business. Uh, we moved to Lisbon together with my co-founder and launched uh, Epic Web3. We just loved uh, Web3 industry and thought what we can do for this industry. So our background was in events. So we decided to start events business and it turned out to be good. So that's here we are doing events for Web3 builders. Thanks for sharing your story. I think it's important that you know, you're safe and living in a country where you can be, be safe and work productively. So I understand that. I've actually heard of a bunch of Russian nationals moving to Lisbon to find a better environment. So there seems to be like a community there. To be honest, there are now Russians all over the world, as well as uh, guys from Belarus and from Ukraine, from this part of the world. People are moving to different countries in Europe, Asia, US as well. So yeah, that's true. Help me understand what these events are like, like what kind of people are coming to them? What are they about? Yeah, right now we focus on side events to big conferences. When we started, we, we made our first uh, standalone conference, but soon we realized that it is hard to gather people in one place, at least when you are developing a brand. It's much easier and more productive to make side events, especially given that crypto industry is super convenient environment for making side events. So I don't know, I think last token 2049 in Singapore had like more than 400 side events. That's crazy. It looks like we find a way to do it good. We gather mainly developers, builders, technical founders. It's more like an educational format with workshops, talks, some panels, networking sessions, so like one-on-one -on -one speed networking sessions. You can think of it as a meetup uh, near a bigger conference. And yeah, we found that people like this format. They, they like to come to our events. So it, it, goes, it goes rather well so far. 
what drove you to do this? I know that you guys are like good at events. That makes a lot of sense. But why? What's the why that drives you to be in Web three? And like, why are you so passionate about doing this? These are two questions: why events and why Web three. So the shortest answer would be it just turned out to be like this. I mean, if we dive deeper, so I've always been kind of a community person. Even when I started mobile advertising agency, it was about community. I loved uh, talking at the conferences. I loved uh, building the community around, I don't know, around myself, around the brand. It was a mobile app marketing community at times, but I realized that I'm not I'm not doing a, a mobile agency. I'm not about the actually ads. I'm about community. I realized that I like uh, making events. My co-founder Oli, she's even more hands-on in events organizing, so she she loves it. We just realized that that that's what we like to do. Of course, there is some dream of building some I don't know SaaS product or some technical thing which is super scalable and you can make I don't know unicorn from it. Of course, it's hard to build a unicorn from event company, but we just said true to ourselves. So we, we like it. That's probably why we are in events. Why we are in Web3, that's another story. We have been always looking into this industry. I don't know when, in, in 2017, when it was an ICO boom, I had a strong FOMO that, <laughs> that I'm missing something big, but I didn't know how to, how to start something in blockchain industry. Then we just thought that, okay, so we don't understand anything <laughs> in Web3, but we know how to do events. So let's, let's start here and see where it goes. And here we are. We already know a little bit more about the industry, but still we, we are not those technical founders who create the blockchain protocols or, I don't know, difficult ZK algorithms or something like this. We, we are more the sort of community building, helping people to meet each other and to learn. So yeah. I'd argue that that might be even the most important part. We've seen it throughout history. I think we've seen a lot of times that great marketing and great community building can beat great products. Sometimes you can have like not as good of a product, but if you have the best, strongest community, you can win. The future of the internet is all about community. It's something I think we've seen a lot. There's this guy, Akshay BD on Twitter, who is the founder of Super Team. You might have seen Super Team for the Salon ecosystem, but they focus on building community. And I've seen like him talking about how we're going to see, and we are already seeing, you know, billion dollar communities pop up that are, that are decentralized, but they're, you know, they might have like a governance token or they have an NFT associated with them and somewhat of a brand. And I think I would be curious how you think about that, how you think about community building in the context of Web3 and projects trying to be successful in this space. Community is definitely the, the native thing for Web3. Web3 is all about community. And we also thought a lot about how we should use Web3 technologies, tokens, I don't know, NFT or something like this in, in building our own community. To be honest, right now, we are more like a Web2 business. I mean, I don't know, Web2.5, we, we can call it. We use apps for our attendees, something like this. We accept payments in crypto, but not too much. I think the strongest uh, use cases of uh, crypto in community are are still not there. What, what we see in NFT communities, in uh, communities around tokens, so far it's more, I would say, speculative things than real utility. 
the potential is great. I'm super bullish on this and the idea itself to start uh, making business from community to share equity in the early stage. It's super, super cool. And I think we will see more, more use cases. Yeah. I think probably the best example of this though working is Bonk. Bonk on Solana is a, a meme coin. It's like the Solana meme coin that that really kicked off a lot of some of the growth in the ecosystem this past like six months. The team there has been building all through the bear. Like I think Bonk launched during the bear market. They built actual real products. Like yes, there's a meme coin and it's fun and it gets some like viral attention that way. But there's a real community and a lot of different teams that are building actual products in that ecosystem that have utility. Like it's kind of funny, but they have this product called the Pooper Scooper, and you connect your wallet to it and. And it like will sell all your other meme coins. If you look at my wallet, I've got, you know, probably a hundred different meme coins that are worth like a penny each. It's like maybe $200 worth of meme coins. And you kind of want to clean that up. So you use the pooper scooper and it automatically sells those meme coins and buys bonk. That's just one example of a tool, but the user experience for it was really, really impressive. And I would call that utility. It's an interesting dynamic where like it actually made you buy the bonk. They have several products. Like I, I don't know which ones they are. You could probably go to their website and find them out, but I know that they're making money and it's like an actual business. It's a, it's a crypto native business where these projects are actually making significant, like in the millions revenue off of that, the people who are interacting with that token. That is honestly the first example that I know of. I'm, I'm not really, I've never really been involved in or in that community really heavily or in any other meme coin like Doge or anything like that. So maybe they have products too. I do agree with you that they're like few and far between for sure. I like this example. And yeah, this is, this is definitely a nice case. I would say it's still a little bit around run money the incentive is still earning money and i would say the whole crypto is uh, still in the stage of earning money most of crypto users are here for, for for this i totally believe that we will see i don't know normies <laughs> coming to crypto not just to earn 10x on the meme coin or something like this or on the on the airdrop but because it's i don't know convenient or because there is some new utility of blockchain technology or something like this. So I noticed from your website, you guys have some pretty no notable speakers at your events. And I'm curious, who were some of your favorite speakers that have come to your events? And what things have they inspired you about? Like, what are some things that they've said that were inspiring to you? I think our best event in terms of uh, the lineup of the speakers lineup was in Paris uh, near ECC last year. It was a layer two day and we had a panel with co-founders of many different layer twos. We had Arbitrum, we had ZK Sync, uh, we had uh, Fuel, Polygon, Tyco, I think. That was probably my favorite so far. That's true. We had a lot of speakers. As a less technical person, I like more business talks. I don't like uh, the deep dive technical workshops. I see that uh, among our audience, there are enough people who are actually listening to workshops and learning how to how to build on top of the one protocol, another protocol. Regarding the exact topics or something like this, let me think. I wasn't ready for this question. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Let me think. Maybe I'll remember something and come back to it. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious if there was anything that stuck out. So are you guys doing anything around ETH Denver? I know that that's coming up. What's happening there for you? Yeah, sure. Uh, so with Denver is probably one of the 
one of the main crypto events uh, in the industry. There are, I don't know, five, six major conferences uh, all over the world. East Denver is among them. We are hosting a infra, infra Day on the 1st of March. It will be our classic half-day event, one-day event with a rather good agenda, I would say, talking about infrastructure, about, I don't know, blockchains. When you say infrastructure, what do you mean? Like servers or what kind of infrastructure are we talking about? No, more like uh, layer ones, uh, layer twos, protocols, I don't know, interoperability protocols or something like this. So dev protocol, dev protocols, dev tools, something like this. So I mean, not B2C, DeFi apps, but the infra layer of blockchain. We'll have Celestia, Polygon, other companies. Remedy by Hexens, who is the co-host, they're building a, a platform for security. Security is definitely one of the topics we cover a lot. I have been working in the Solana ecosystem mostly for the past couple of years, but ETH Denver was my favorite one back starting in like 2016 through probably 2020, end of 2020 that I, I used to look forward to every year. It was just super wholesome. Like they always, they had this like book that they made, B is for Bufficorn, that was a kid's book that I, that my kids still have. And actually I need to get another copy because they destroyed it recently. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got young kids at home, but yeah, I remember the governor of Colorado getting up and reading B is for Bufficorn to a bunch of kindergartners who were sitting on stage one time. I think it was maybe the second year that I went and I just thought that was great. You know, it was really fun, family friendly event to go to. And also like a lot of alpha, like I remember meeting like the super rare team there. And when they were just like two guys, two or three people, I haven't been in a couple of years, like I said, but you would just bump into people, everything from, you know, the three person startup that ended up becoming a pretty big successful company all the way to like, you know, Vitalik would be like walking around or you could run into the Zcash guys would be there at sometimes, you know, you would just run into a bunch of different folks that I think, I think a lot of people don't realize that this industry is actually very accessible. Like if you show up and you're a decent person, like you can talk to almost anybody that works in this space pretty quickly if you're, if you're just willing to show up and, and, and network. That's what I like about it. I agree. I agree. And events is probably the, the easiest uh, way to do this because when, when, when everybody is uh, online on Twitter, people hide often hide behind the PFPs or something and remain, maybe if not anonymous, but usually don't show their face, but in the in-person events, everything is different. Everybody's super open, super welcoming. And yeah, when I when I started to dive into this industry, I was also impressed uh, how, how welcoming it is. So yeah, I can agree. A lot of people don't realize that it's pretty easy to get involved in this industry. Like if you're just willing to put in some work, it's not that hard. You just got to figure out different ways you can, you can add value. And community organizing is one really simple way to do it, right? Like figure out how to get people together around a specific topic or cause and people will notice you. And then you'll, you'll eventually like, I've seen tons of people get hired that way for jobs. And, you know, everybody has this, this like, I think perspective that this is such a highly technical industry. So you've got to be technical to be a part of it. And yeah, it's true. It's technical. And you probably in certain roles need to have some technical capabilities, but there are also just a lot of roles and things you can do that are, that are completely non-technical. What do you think is the best way for people who want to get involved that are non-technical, kind of like you, and want to want to get involved in and in find a role in this space? Like you're pretty connected to a lot of projects. Is that something you guys help with, like finding talent for these projects? Ever? Just I guess that's two questions, but yeah, I'll let you answer one of them. We are not yet helping with that. Probably we 
should do it or will will do it in the future. I don't know, making some at least some job boards or something. That's true that uh, the industry is uh, rather technical and. Uh, even though I have a like technical education, uh, I graduated from one of the top technical universities in Russia. It's still hard for me to to realize all the things uh, which is going on when I host a podcast, my own podcast, and invite guests. I make a long research trying to understand what what the protocol is is doing is actually doing yeah i can totally agree that there are a lot of jobs in marketing in community management in event organization in sales business dev for sure i would say crypto projects usually often lack uh, this business expertise because they are made by developers uh, for developers and it's really important for crypto native projects to to have somebody from maybe traditional web two companies so the main point here is to be genuinely interested in the industry to have some coins yourself to use wallets to be curious about uh, new tech uh, when forecaster is uh, booming be there and everything so yeah i would say genuine interest is the key here we're getting closer to the top of the show here and i always kind of ask this but what have i not asked you that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to. I noticed that in the description of your pod, there is a thing that you are also talking about AI. I haven't uh, seen an episode there about it. We have more coming up. We started the show and it was really focused on on just Web3 as defined as like blockchain technology and crypto. But I've since kind of changed my thesis there. I really feel like Web3 is about the future of the internet. And I believe that the people who are building the future of the internet are worth knowing. And so I like to tell their stories. And for me, that's that's blockchain technology. Uh, it's crypto use cases. It's AI, AR, and virtual reality. I think that those are the things that are composing to make up the future of the internet. And we have a bunch of different episodes coming soon that are going to be more AI focused. Um, and I think I have one AR and VR episode that we're going to record this year. But we're pretty booked out. We're booked out through maybe end of April so far, uh, recording once a week. Why well, I asked it because we also followed this trend uh, that we looks like we cannot ignore it. The whole last year we were strong Web3 believers, but finally we gave up and uh, made an AI summit. We started with uh, online. Uh, oh, I saw you had the founder of Hugging Face on. That's cool. Not the founder, uh, unfortunately. Oh, not somebody from somebody from there. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a kind of chief evangelist or something like this. We had a guy from uh, Meta's uh, Lama Second. Yeah, we had a bunch of cool speakers there. So far, it's online because we are more focused on educational content there, and the industry is a lot different from Web three. We are still researching it. I decided that it's probably worth mentioning that. Uh, yeah, and also there are a lot of potential use cases of Web3 plus AI. Vitalik writes articles about that, a lot of narratives about that. I think there will be around six different events in Denver dedicated to AI plus Web3. So I'm uh, super bullish on that. I am too. I think that there's a lot of really interesting things on the compute side that already exists. You've got a cache network, you've got Render network, you've got a bunch of different ones that are sort of like aggregating GPUs from various places. And then you've got, you know, things like Alio and various ZKP technologies coming out. 
Actually, I had a really good show with uh, Jake Berkman, the co-founder and CEO of CoinFund. He recorded with us recently. So that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks where we talk about this a lot. There's definitely still a lot of things that need to be done to make AI work in the context of decentralization, like a fully decentralized AI stack, technology stack, especially on like the privacy front, privacy and security, I think. There's just so much happening so fast. Like, and, and it's funny, this company, the CEO, I connected with him on Twitter, Nillion, Nillion Network, N-I-L-L-I-O-N, uh, Nillion.com. Like a year ago, maybe six, seven months ago, I can't remember. I meant to read their white paper, but then, you know, life kind of like my work and everything kind of took over and I just didn't get to it. And then I recently came back across it last week and I actually read it. They built a, a new technology that's similar to multi-party computation. So MPC wallets, for example, are a technology that allow you to have a wallet, but just like log in with your Facebook account or Twitter account and still have it be self-custody, which is super important. What Nillion Network is building is called NPC. It's not blockchain technology. It's basically like a decentralized compute layer where uh, you can do things like machine learning and AI without each node having to know what data is on the node and it stays encrypted the entire time. And there's like a ton of game-changing use cases that are possible if what they're building works. And I haven't had time yet to... I'm getting a few people I know who are way more technical than I am to read that white paper. But from what I've read in the in the paper, I'm pretty excited about it. It's probably... Right now, it's my top like three thing that I'm like most excited about in our in our industry is what's in that paper. And I don't know when they're launching or anything like that. But if they're listening or if anyone who's listening knows them, I would love to have them on the show. Yeah, I think they will come. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Again, if you're listening, go to Nillion.com and just take a look at the white paper. Hit me up on Twitter if you have thoughts about it. But it seems pretty, pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, thanks so much for being on the show, Alex. It's been good to get to know you. And yeah, how can people find out more about you? I don't know. Follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Alex uh, P I H Q. That's it. And come to our events. Uh, see you in Denver, then in London, then in Seoul, then in Dubai. So yeah, pretty much a lot of a lot of events. Love trotting <laughs> events organizing. I do not envy you. That's that's a lot of work and and super tiring. So thanks for what you do. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Alex. My pleasure to be with you. Okay. Bye. You just listened to the Index Podcast with your host, Alex Cahaya. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite streaming platform. New episodes are available every Friday. Thanks for tuning in.